0: Which level of girls' soccer is the highest in the youth soccer system in order to play college soccer? So we recently got a submitted question here from Kristen Willey, and she says, Hey, Zev, long-time listener, first-time caller. I've been following you for a while now, and I think you have really valuable insight, blah, blah, blah. Your commitment to helping kids. Okay, thank you very much. So I have a question for you. As far as college recruiting goes, how would you rank the following programs' leagues in terms of what college scouts look for as being the best? Number one being ECNL 10-month program, can't play high school. Number two, ECNL second team, eight-month program, is allowed to play high school. ECRL, GA, GA Rising. I have a 2013 daughter whose dream is to play college soccer one day. Just curious if you have any personal opinions on the best path. I understand it's also the coaches playing time, connection on the field, team dynamic, etc. I just want to support her dream in any capacity I can. So... In uh, simple terms, because I know we're all listening to this via podcast, the order goes like this. ECNL 10-month. Obviously, your girls want to play high school soccer for social reasons. That's totally okay. You can still play college soccer, and you can certainly still play Division I. I would be wrong if I told you that the 10-month one isn't better. The 10-month one is better because high school soccer is a worse level than ECNL. So the 10th-month one is the best. So if you're coming from a family where you're like, my daughter loves soccer and wants to play college soccer. That's her dream. Then, if your if your program has a ten month program, that is the better one. That said, I would argue sixty to seventy percent allow you to play high school soccer, and and that won't really hurt your recruiting process. So it's okay on the girl side. On the boy side, it is it hurts your process quite a bit. But on the girl side, it's okay. After ECNL is Girls Elite Academy, which also allows you to play high school soccer ninety nine percent of the time. Girls Lead Academy is very good. Uh, there's an argument, certainly, that many Girls Lead Academy teams are better than ECNL teams. When it comes down to what teams are better for your son or daughter, or in your case, sorry, your daughter, it's really going to come down to the coach and the club. So like OC Blues is has a very good recognition for helping girls play at very high levels. So if you're in a huge club like that, then… Even if it's a worse ECNL team than a girls' lead academy team, you probably should stay with that type of club because they have a very good reputation. Now, it does vary. If you're not playing any minutes, that's a problem. If you don't like your coach, that's a problem. If you don't like the girls, that's a problem. Remember, development is a huge piece. It also matters what year you are. So let's say you're a freshman. Like in this person's case, they're nine years old, which I love hearing from because it means they're thinking about the process. And the parent here, which is the mother, is just saying, look, I know I need to know this. My daughter doesn't necessarily need to know this, but I need to slightly guide her in the path for her to have the best chance of playing college soccer. So in her case, she's asking, you know, what level should she start to guide her daughter in? And Isina would be the best Then you have Girls Lead Academy. Then you have ECNL, RL. And then you do have something called – well, we'll keep it simple. Girls Lead Academy is getting better and better as they're having more and more showcases. After that, you have a league called DPL. DPL is still a very good chance to get recruited. I would say uh, 70% of my girls are ECNL players and then the other 20% are DPL. So I work with all of them. My goal, again, is to help you find the right college for you, not just – I don't care if you go to UCLA or if you end up going to Vassar. I just want you to be happy with wherever it is you pick. So I actually prefer working with students who are having a trouble finding the right school for them versus some super talented girl who's going to go to college no matter what. I want to help those who aren't going to have that opportunity or if you are going to get to play college soccer because you're just that good i do want to make sure you find the right one for you so we recently had a girl come into portland which is a top five school she was constantly debating which options to pick so therefore i would love to help her but if you're like look i'm just i'm just such a good soccer player i don't need help then that's wonderful then you'll get to play college soccer that was not my experience so i like helping those who actually do want help uh finally uh, at the end of the question, she basically says, look, she's only nine. She has a fall birthday, so she'll get trapped in that eighth grade spring season. So when it comes down to your age, this is sometimes part of the recruiting process. that's out of your control. And ultimately, and so this is where I hope you listen to this far because this is what I recommended that they do. I wrote back to them and I said, look, the first thing you need to do, regardless of the fact that she's only nine years old, is collect video. There's a couple of reasons for that. One, College coaches would love to see a progression, especially on the girls' side. So boys naturally, and I'm a boy, so naturally I attract more boys. About 60% of the people I work with are boys, 40% are girls because I'm a boy. So boys love recording themselves. Boys think about playing for Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo. Girls also have those notions, but it's not the same as boys. Not to say that's bad or worse, but that's typically the case. Now, girls do dream of playing college soccer, while boys don't, which is why girls often have very good grades, particularly the ones I work with, and the boys have less good grades. So what that means is college coaches on the boys' side are looking for boys with good grades. On the girls' side, everybody has pretty good grades, 3.5s and above. That's pretty typical, especially if you want to play college soccer. However, what girls don't have, that boys do have, is a showing of this initial passion of how much they love soccer. Not, I love playing with my friends. I'm talking, they watch Premier League every morning. They go and record video of themselves doing free kicks with their friends. They then go play FIFA at night. Now, I'm not saying your daughter needs to go do those things. Certainly she doesn't have to play FIFA. But the point is, college soccer coaches on the girl side want a girl. Who's in love with the sport that says, I know what a 4 4 2 is, I know what a 3 5 2 is, my team plays this for these reasons. That comes natural to boys. It's extra impressive if a girl can express those emotions, desires, and video is a great way to do that. So, as it happened the other day on my TikTok, if you guys go to my TikTok, college soccer guy, Uh, There's a girl who's training by herself and I say, hey, can I come up to you and interview her? So – and she was going into ninth grade and I asked her a few questions and I gave her a few tips. But what really stood out was she was training on her own and she wasn't recording herself. So the first thing I said was, look, you've got to start recording yourself. The second thing is you have to record yourself with boys. So I'm a college soccer. I help you play college soccer. I, of course, also help people play college soccer, boys or girls, and a lot of the time There will be a girl that will come up to me and say, look, I want your help to play college soccer. And I'm going to help them through the recruiting process. And I will tell them, please go find a boys group, whether it's kids playing on their own, a UCLA pickup game, a co-ed game. Go find boys and get video against boys. There's two reasons for that. One – if you're comfortable enough being the only girl, which is probably going to be the case or one of the only girls, that tells the college coaches, okay, this girl is okay with being different, which means when she has to go do fitness and her friends are not, she's going to. When she has to eat healthy and her friends are not or going to the mall, she's going to. So it says a lot about your commitment. That's number one. Number two, traditionally speaking, boys are better than girls' soccer players. But guess what? Your daughter is very good. She's a high-level girl soccer player. She's not an amateur girl soccer player. She's a youth elite player she will be better than the boys and that is huge and if you look at the thompson twins they played at harvard westlake which i used to coach at they would come and train with the boys and they did they not only held their own they were exceptional amongst the boys and now they're professional soccer players okay because they were better than high school boys so playing with boys is just it's a game changer and then the next thing i told them is yes The club aspect is really important. Keep aiming for ECNL, but really find a coach, especially between the ages of 9 to 13. You want to find a coach that's really good. Even if that's, you know, ECNL, DPL, ECNRL level, find a coach that you love that will develop you. Because at this point, between the ages of 9 to 12, it's really about getting better at soccer. 13, it starts to get about exposure. And 14, it's about exposure, 15 exposure. So leading up to that age, it should be about getting better at soccer. And then the final thing is you should be going starting sixth, seventh, eighth grade into those ID camps for middle schoolers specifically. They're often run by the college coaches. They're run by the, the players. Get into those environments. See what it feels like. As a girls' soccer player, you live in the country where soccer is arguably the highest level in the whole world. So those ID camps are not like for boys, those ID camps sometimes are just like anybody shows up and it's not a very good level. For girls, like you'll get a mix too. Sometimes it won't be a good level. But if you go to the middle school UCSB ID camp, you're going to have three or four girls on there who are going to play Division One college soccer. It's going to be very competitive. So get into those environments as soon as you can. Now some of you may say, I don't think so if you're listening to this probably, but wow, Zeb, it's so early. It's so competitive. It's so crazy. Here's what I want to say as a parent. Your son or daughter do not need to know, or your daughter does not need to know about any of this, really. Naturally, they'll ask questions and they'll get to know and they'll know what it means. But the kids don't need to know. They just need to play soccer. And as a parent, you need to gently guide them in going, Hey, we're actually going to try out for this team today. I, you know, it should be fun. And this is why. And it's, it's, a, it should be a fun environment to challenge yourself. And if your daughter is, you know, nervous or scared, that's very normal. But if they're like, yes, I want to challenge myself to the best wonderful but they don't need to know if you're not playing easy you're not gonna play division one soccer you know that's that they don't need to know that at nine years old but as a parent it i would argue it is your job to be educated on the matter so you can guide them in the correct process to have the best chance and then of course your kids have to lead the way and 90 percent of the students that i work with the kids find me first so if you're an adult listening to this that's lovely I don't necessarily want to work with you unless your kids have listened to me as well. I want a grown-up when I talk to them. I want somebody that goes, I want to play college soccer. At eight years old, I was an adult. I said to my parents, I want to play pro soccer. This is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. What do I have to do? And I wore two pairs of jeans because I thought I would get stronger. I would bring the ball everywhere. I slept with it. I took it to uh church i took it to everywhere like that's how obsessed i was and those are the types of students that i want to work with because those are the ones that beat the odds because over you have to think of compounding between the ages of nine to twelve you're going to play more than three to probably two to three thousand hours of soccer and if you believe in that ten thousand hours concept it's a really important time because you're going to learn this assets that if you started at fourteen fifteen to do your ten thousand hours it's going to be not realistic to be honest so I want to work with students that are, you know, progressive or I would say like very, very committed. If you want more help, please give me a call. Links in the description. And if you do have a question, um, I prefer if you call me because I can give you nuanced answers. So the best thing is to call. If you just want to ask a question, DM me on Instagram. Uh, My username on Instagram is different than my TikTok. My TikTok is College Soccer Guy, and that has. Almost 200,000 followers. And then my Instagram is ZevFootball, which is my first name and then the sport. And that has like 60,000 followers. And from there, you can DM me and I'm very good. I get back to everybody pretty much. Thank you so much for your time and I look forward to talking to you guys soon.